Welcome back to Mind Over Market. It's your boy Sean, also known as Sin. This is Luis, also known as Stratomorphosis. And we are very excited to be hosting episode three. Now, today we have a very special guest. He is an entrepreneur, trader, leader of Alpha Pack, and one of the coldest minds that ever touched down on this planet. Please welcome Mr. Buy Low, Sell High, aka Boss Game VIP. Welcome, man. Welcome, welcome. Definitely, definitely good to be here. I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm happy for you guys. You know, what I mean, um, stepping up yourselves, even coming up with this, um, taking the initiative. We need, we need a lot more of that leadership. So, man, definitely appreciate you guys for sure. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Um, I don't think me or Luis would be here without you or Alpha Pack. So, Thanks. much love, man. Um, so first off, Will, can you kind of like dive deep into, you know, your childhood, what made boss game, boss game, you know, trials and tribulations, um, any significant people in your life, anything like that? Man, it's it's pretty crazy because I had like a wild childhood go growing up. And what I mean is kind of like in a Forrest Gump kind of way. Mm. Um, I've had just a lot of experiences that I don't think most people will have. I think it was really well-rounded. And what I mean is when I grew up, I didn't, I didn't have much. Um, I had my parents around, they had got a uh, divorce when I was younger. They both end up getting remarried. So I was always around family and whatnot and, and his family structure, but we didn't have a lot, but you know, we, we were okay. Um, so I guess one of the main things for me that kind of shaped who I am is kind of my view growing up and, and what I was able to see. So I grew up, um, I graduated from school in Compton. Before that, I lived in pretty much every part of Southern California you can imagine. So whether it was Long Beach, West Side Long Beach, East Side mm -hmm. Long Beach, North Long Beach, Compton, Watts on 113th Street, 106th Street, and for the people who understand, they, they, they know what I'm talking about. So not the best of circumstances. When I was in, uh, I believe it was the fifth grade, I actually went to Hollywood to go to private school. So we had just got the Metro Blue Line at the okay. time, which was new. And it was just a train that goes all the way from Long Beach to downtown mm -hmm. LA. So the school was in Hollywood, uh, by Mitchell uh, Boys School. So it was an all boys school. We had maybe 15 students max. Um, our our class, our, our school schedule was eight hours a day. We had four hours academics. And we had four hours of actually working on music. So I had teachers from all over the world. None of my teachers were American except my music teacher. So my math teachers uh, were European. Um, history teachers weren't actually American. History teachers, geography teachers weren't American geography teachers. So. I think I just had a really well-rounded view of life growing up. Um, it was interesting because going to this school, I would take that train to downtown LA 
And then I would get picked up in downtown LA by uh, one of the staff staff members. His name was Donnie. He was a real cool. He had the Jerry curl. He had a little <laughs> sports car and he used to take it. it. was I thought he was super cool because I was young. I told you I was like fifth, sixth grade and he used to take all his money out the bank every day. And then, um, you know, he's to have, and then at the end of the day, he used to put his money back in the bank. So he used to ride around <laughs> with stacks and get all the girls. I thought he was cool. So he used to pick me up from downtown LA and we used to go to Hollywood. Like I said, I had a crazy school schedule. I actually worked professionally. So I was making money at a, a really, really young age, being able to perform, you name it. I had a residency in Beverly Hills, performed for presidents. Um, learned different languages um like latin that people don't don't even speak i performed at bar mitzvahs i performed at catholic mass every friday uh for a really long time i've been uh arsenio hall's show i've done wow. shows with tv with james earl jones i've just i just had a different upbringing so what happens is you get a kid who's traveling from Long Beach and everywhere in the ghetto and Compton, whatever. And then I'm traveling to downtown LA and Hollywood. So I have this perspective on life. I think that really shapes my view on everything. One thing, we live in a world where things are very, very divisive, mm -hmm. right? And the powers that be want to separate everybody. When I grew up, my experience was simply this. As a child, no matter where I went. So when I went to the bar mitzvahs, as a child, I was offered love. I was offered care. I was offered food to eat. When I went with the Mormons, I was offered love. I was offered care. I was offered food to eat. When I went to Catholics, it was the same. When I went to with the Christians, it was the same. It didn't matter who I was with as a child, I got treated the same. I think um, as people grow older, they learn to be divisive. They learn to hate people. The only difference um, between the way those people treated me and the way they might treat somebody else would be whatever the person said they were affiliated with, right? So. We see this all throughout life. We see this in religion. We see this in gangs and different things like that, right? So we'll have family members uh, kill each other simply because they say, I have some kind of affiliation. So mm -hmm. I think overall, I, I understand that people in general are inherently good. People do care about um, families. So I, I try to see the similarities that that we all have um, more than a difference. And I just kind of have a um, more uh, observant perspective about life, right? So I try to learn and I just think having that background of dealing with so many people allows me to just have this perspective to actually want to know what other people think versus just myself. So I think that really shaped it just having uh growing up and having these two two different perspectives i don't think most people have um growing up in the ghetto and having to deal with all that stuff but also 
at the same time, spending time in, in Beverly Hills, live at a private school, you know, living a crazy life. Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's a insane, insane polarity, man. Like going straight from like the hood to like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is a straight rich area. Um, So I wanted to ask you, um, growing up, what was your view on money and when did it like change? When did you have that like spark that you should be doing uh, like other things with your money, like investing, saving, budgeting, all those types of things? You know, what's interesting, I was um, taught money management in a certain perspective mm -hmm. when I was younger. So my parents both had really good jobs, whatnot, but back when they were working, my mom, she worked um, at McDonnell Douglas, which was aviation. And back then there were tons of layoffs and it was really, really just unstable back then over in Long Beach. My dad, he worked at uh, Xerox. They designed the first laser printers, the same ones that we use today. Um, he's super, super smart. But um, one of the things he told me was um, at the end of the day, you just need to have your, your own business. You need to go out, you need to hustle and you need to make money. So they did things to encourage me uh, to work and to make money. My grandmother, she was a business owner. She uh, worked as a housekeeper. She managed to save up and buy homes for all of her kids. I think when I was maybe 13 years old, she had already accumulated like seven houses. Wow. And this is from being a housekeeper. Um, I remember us getting up, going to Castaic Lake out here and going fishing. She used to make, we had a uh, RV, get up in the morning, she used to be up two, three in the morning making peanut butter sandwiches and hooking up the meals and bagging them up. We had to, she had to get up early and then we had to get up, you know, three, three thirty in the morning. So she had to be up before us. We hopped in at RV while it was still dark. We went to get the fish. We would catch the fish. We would scale the fish. We would come back. We had, we would come back to Compton. We had a garden. Um, she she had the property next door, so she had the whole backyard with the garden. We used to scale the fish. We used to have whole fish fries and invite wow. the neighborhood. She ended up owning a uh, her own cafe. Hell of a cook. Hell of a cook. I understood from a very young age that if you wanted anything, you got to go get it. Um, when you're a kid, there nobody's gonna give you a job, mm -hmm. right? I wanted more than what my parents could give me. It was just as it was. It was just as simple as that. Um, I think just everybody's born with a certain personality, um, in a perspective that 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 comes from God. Quite honestly, that that we that we, you know we can't quite figure out. One of the things about me was, I was just kind of born with like a lot of logic and just the way to see things for what they are what they are like I'm just pretty realistic like I just knew um that I wanted things so I used to get the uh Sunday papers we used to get the Sunday papers and then they had the sale papers and they had Target and JC Penney's and Sears and all this stuff 
I don't even look at the sale papers now, so I don't even know if that's still a thing. I have no idea. I just go on Amazon. <laughs> but there was sale papers, and typically it would start with, you know, like in its inexpensive items in the front and more expensive mm -hmm. items in the back. Mm -hmm. So I used to sit down and have breakfast with my sisters on this Sunday morning. Um, and we had this as a family. So um, they allowed us, to, you know, to have this these papers at the table. It, you know, it was for a reason, and we had a good time with it because I used to go through the paper, and I used to see what I could buy. So as a kid, we used to do this thing saying, "I can buy this, I can buy this," right? So I used to see stuff: a dollar, two dollars. I can buy this. I can buy this. I can buy this. I can buy this. I used to turn the page. I can buy this, I can buy this, I can buy this. I used to keep going until there it got to a point where I couldn't buy it. My goal as a kid was to be able to get to the end of that paper and be able to say, cool, I can buy everything in this paper. I don't know why. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Sometimes things are like, I don't know where this came from. I'm a kid. Me, this is something me and my sisters did. My parents didn't teach us this. It was just, it would, it's, if you're a kid, it's fun. But if you're sitting there listening, it's probably annoying. But they probably didn't mind. Mm -hmm. Kids going, I can buy this. I can buy this. I can buy this. Sounds like a pretty kid thing to do, right? Yeah. Just to keep repeating the <laughs> same thing. But I don't think they mind because, mind it because, it was the mindset pretty much that they wanted us, wanted us to have. So there was a time in the summer, I remember my dad told me, he's like, however much money you make this summer, I'll match it. Um, uh, I don't know what he thought. <laughs> 401k I don't match? Think he, I don't think he knew who his son was. I don't know who... <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think he I don't think he knew who his son was. I don't I don't think he knew. I was going from the uh I remember I was going from the seventh grade to the eighth grade. Or uh, no, I was going from eighth to ninth grade. I don't think he knew. So he was like, you know, whatever you get on match it. So I ended up making fifteen hundred dollars that summer. Ooh. Pops ain't had no damn fifteen hundred dollars. Pops say he ain't had no he ain't had no fifteen hundred dollars. He said, Let um, me get a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up giving me uh 250. He did give me 250. I'm guessing that's what he thought. Oh, he you know, you know, he he cut some grass, you know, he'll walk some uh some dogs or something. I ain't never I, you can't you can't you can't he say stuff ready. like that to me. <laughs> he, was, he was not ready for that. Right, you you can't say stuff like that to me. So I just grew up with that mindset. So I would um sell candy, mm -hmm. walk dogs, um, trim trees. It didn't matter. I was Instacart before Instacart. I mean, <laughs> I was picking up the groceries. I was picking up the groceries. I remember going to Smitty's liquor store back in the day. And this was when people used to get credit because they knew they was going to get the benefits, the food stamps. So I used to get yeah. credit back then, go to the store, you know what I'm saying? When it comes, you go to cash your check at the liquor store, the man get your money back. So I was going, I used to go to the swap meet. I was going to Vons. I was doing whatever I needed to. And what's so crazy, nobody was ever forcing me to do this. No one said you had to do this. I like 
making money. It is a it's a dopamine fix for me. I like getting new investments. Like, you know, we just picked up some more precious metal. Those are the things that I get excited about. Like, I don't, I don't really get excited about clothes and, and jewelry and things. I get excited about 24 karat gold. Um, whereas we got a lot of people who get excited about 14 and 18. Those things don't excite me. My mind, you know, is I'm not, I'm not really about that kind of stuff. Like I, I'm, I'm about things that actually have uh, real value. You know, you're out here thinking? playing Monopoly while other people are playing video games. That's what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm, you know, I mean, I got, I got a purpose. I got a purpose. I know what my purpose is, and 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 most of the things that people do don't don't fit into the purpose that I have of of trying to trying to help as many people as possible. You know, I, I try to. You know, we all. I guess we all have this kind of selfishness, and we all should. We all should have the selfishness. We all need to um, take care of us, take care of ourselves. Um, I think as as long as the selfishness is just that a means of prioritizing, taking care of yourself, and not just being egotistical or into yourself, I think we all definitely need to have that for sure. Hey, what well, parts of your personality? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, I was gonna ask, what parts of your personality and and your upbringing do you feel like? you know, helped you and your success as a trader and what parts like kind of like held you back? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, interesting. That's a great question. It's not something I really, really thought about. I just think that one of the things I've talked about before was not being afraid to lose. Um, and I think growing up in the hood and just, you see so much you see so much. Um, I lost friends and I remember a weekend I, I was in a middle school and it was this guy and he used to tell jokes. He was super funny, super funny guy. He was one of those people when he used to curse, he used to sound weird. You ever heard anybody <laughs> when they curse? It kind of sounds that's me. weird. That's me, bro. That's why it I don't curse. Like, <laughs> it just... It just yeah. don't flow like your tone of voice. It, it yeah. don't, I can't take it serious. It don't it fit super, the person. It don't fit the person. But he was a super, <laughs> super funny dude. So I just remember it was a Friday and we're playing basketball. And then we just said, all right, I'm going uh, to see you on Monday. It was, a, it was a normal Friday. So come to school on Monday, find out um, he died. So I guess he ended up was uh, playing with guns. His grandpa had a gun collection, and I guess they thought that all the guns were empty. So the story goes, he pulled the trigger. Uh, it was a revolver. He pulled the trigger five times, nothing happened, and then on the sixth shot. Um, wow. Yeah, so you start to think, like, I literally thought that we we literally just said, I'll see you on Monday. Um, family members died for many of different reasons, friends. Like I think to myself growing up from people in my neighborhood, I'm a super anomaly. Like I'm in LA and I'm not in any games. So I I I I don't know if people know the like impact of that, but people probably like, no, he's that mean like that means something. Mm -hmm. Like I I was school in Compton. I'm not in like that means something. 
Right. So like I'm a super um anomaly and I'm here to I'm I'm here to talk about it. Like I, I never thought that I would actually make it. Like I never really had any like long-term goals. So I guess part of it, it helps you because you're not afraid to lose. Like I'll literally say, like, there's nothing that I could lose that's going to be worse than what I've already lost. Hmm. There's just nothing, there's not a amount of money. That's not a thing. That's just not a thing. I've said like, it's just one of those things. If I, I would, if, there's people, if I could give everything in my bank account to have them back, I would, right? So the money, it's, it, that's not a, that's not a thing. There's plenty of money. We know the system, right? It's a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of fake money. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know how to make money. I think like a lot of people, you know, I know how to make money, but it hurt me because I never thought about what would happen when I was 50 years old. I just wanted to make money and enjoy it for whatever time I had. Just, I, I didn't know what it was. I, I, I mean, if there were 40, 50 dudes in my neighborhood, to actually be alive or not in jail um, right now, or just not living. I mean, it's it, uh, the life that they want to live. It's, 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 it's I, 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 I couldn't even tell you. To, I couldn't even tell you where, where people are. I couldn't even tell you. I, I mean, got two things it's, it's, that. <laughs> that. I was saying that I, I got two like really big things from everything you said and it's like, so you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You don't know how long you have to like get stuff done, right? So that that's one thing that shouldn't stop you from doing any, anything you want to do today. And the second thing that I got from that is the fact that you you were kind of going against the crowd, right? From like what everybody else is doing around you. That that's one of the things that also kind of helped you like go into trading and and do something different that most people would probably like would not try or would be too scared to like do kind of thing, you know. Absolutely, I'm I'm definitely um, an independent thinker. Um, I appreciate I appreciate the thoughts of others, and I like to sit back and observe and, and and listen from you know to different people's perspectives. I mean, it's literally, you know, like when I grew up, like a lot of people want to be heard. Like there, a lot of there's in this world we live in. A lot of people are convinced that their opinions matter. So when you convince them that their opinions matter, they speak on things that they shouldn't speak on, that they're not educated about, and they want to be heard. So they take the approach as if they know everything about things, even if they know very little. And those are the people that I like to expose. I like to find my strength in growth by listening to other people. So I, I like to say this, if I know what you think, but you don't know what I think, who's the wiser person? 
<laughs> so a lot of people go around wanting everybody to know what they think. Again, I'm opposite. I'm the exact opposite. I want to know what everyone else thinks. By knowing what everyone else thinks, it puts me in a position of power. Mm. I know everything about everyone else, and no one knows anything about me. <laughs> Who's the wiser person? I try to take that approach in life. I don't want to be right. I don't even care if you listen to me. If you want to talk, I'll listen. Go ahead. They always say the smartest people in the room always listen, and the people that, that are talking the most usually are the ones that know the least, you know? I mean, <laughs> if I'm when you observe, you can see the behaviors of people. So I can see when people have conversations, when people are not listening to each other. I can see when both people are making good points. And when I was talking about people want to be heard, people feel like they don't get heard. They want people to say, you're right. And I agree with you. And they're they not open-minded. They get flooded with dopamine at they, that point. They don't want new information. There's no desire for growth. There's only a desire to be right. There's only a desire to feed your ego. Mm -hmm. What my desire is every day is to grow. A lot of the growth you're going to have is when you're in silence and it involves observing. One of the things when it came to trading was I was able to observe what other people were doing because of my background, because of the things I had studied and understand these people don't actually know what they're doing by observing, by the guessing that they would do. I wanted to know what I was doing, right? Especially when it came to my money. In order for me to do that, I wasn't going to be able to go to anybody else and get the answers. Typically, when you win in life, it's because you're doing things that other people are not doing. You're simply outworking people. So when we look at anybody great in life, they're outworking people. It just simply doesn't matter what it is. They put up more shots. The greatest we all, you know, all it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer. It doesn't matter. Doctors, lawyers, it doesn't matter. The people who put in the work are going to get the best results. And that's really what matters. So... I want to continue to grow. Um, I want to be a student. Um, I find strength in being able to say, I don't know without hesitation. And being proud because it's an opportunity. Every time I say, I don't know, can you please explain? It's an opportunity for me to grow. A lot of people pass up opportunities trying to let other people know what they already know. They have no desire for growth. Mm. It is simply to be right. People got to ask themselves, do you just want to be right? Do you want to grow? If you want to grow, be quiet. <laughs> be observant. <laughs> Listen. Meditate. Be in silence. 
Go for quiet walks. Look around. As they say, go outside, touch some grass. <laughs> right. So I'm very, very observant. Um, um, so I learned stories, you know, and you guys, we've talked many a time. So you heard stories like, th like this. This is, you know, I've learned there, there's three different ways you can learn. One of the stories I learned from my dad, very, very wise man. Wise man like Solomon, like, like super wise. And um, you can learn three ways. He says, so somebody can give you some instruction. They can say, look both ways before you cross the street. You go to cross the street, look both ways. You get across the street safely. That's learning the easy way. I just, they told me what to do. Uh, you know, I followed instructions. The other way is, you know, you and a friend can be walking across the street. You see your friend not look both ways. They get hit by a car. You can say, you know what? I definitely don't want to do that. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen to me. So I'm going to look both ways, just like I was taught. The other thing you can do is you can walk in the street and you can get hit by a car because you didn't look both ways. And that's called learning the hard way. And my dad taught me growing up, you can learn the easy way or you can learn the hard way. So my approach is to learn the easy way to actually do the things that I'm taught and to learn from the mistakes from others. So I try not to repeat the same mistakes twice. And I make sure that I hold myself accountable with everything I'm doing. And so I'm very, very big on accountability. And it doesn't even matter what we're doing. Like we're we're doing the the burpees and all that kind of stuff. We're in day almost 40. I knocked them out. I knocked them out before this, right? doesn't matter what we do. We, we we need to hold ourselves accountable and we need to hold the people around ourselves accountable and not just accountable, uh, accountable for growth. Like if the people around you are not growing, you need to hold them accountable. Like, you know, you 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 doing the same as is 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 last year. Like you know, like what do we got to fix? Mm -hmm. And then as as somebody, if you really want to get better, you're you're gonna you're gonna accept that. You're gonna own it, and you know, accept your reality, and say, you know what? It reminds me of uh, Drake lyrics. Drake lyric, you know, Drake, you know, he's the top of the name in hip hop. Been here for years. Yes, he sir. said, they told me I fell off, man. I needed that. <laughs> Mm. Mm. I needed that. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need that because it's not like you can still be doing better than other people in your mind. I mean, mm. even even in real life, it's just depends on what your standards are. But it's not the best you can do, mm. right? So the standards should be: Am I doing the best I can do? And so in my journey, I want to keep testing myself. I mean, and I guess that's how, how how my journey is, you know, has been as a trader. Like I hear people talking about 20 and 30%, but <laughs> that that can't be it. That just can't be it. That that I'm not I'm not gonna accept that. So I made it my 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 job to 
figure out ways to do it because ultimately my goal is to help myself and help the people around me and the people around me that I know that need help. I mean, that's, that's not gonna, that's not gonna help. <laughs> like it's not gonna help. Right. That's, that's it. it it's going to take you so long. It's going to be um, so diff difficult. Um, I just wanted to figure out something uh, and I, I guess when I learned about it, I came from a common stock trading background. Mm -hmm. So I understood more about price action and the way institutions work, right? And how people want to get, you know, they get money over time. Essentially, everything comes down to my mindset, right? I'm taking all this knowledge I have, combining it with my mindset, and then looking at all the tools that I have at my disposal and trying to figure out what I can build. Some people take all the tools, all their knowledge, they put it together and they set goals to make 20 and 30%. I'm not a 20 and 30% person. My mind is more abundant than that. A man is what he thinketh. If you believe that you're only capable of minimums, that's like the equivalent of paying the minimum payment on a on a credit card. Some people do that. Some people are comfortable with that minimum and they think that's cool because it you know it gets you by but in life you have to have the mindset of abundance so you can thrive so everything that i do in life is based on what i believe the further down the road a man thinks the more steps ahead he plans right so if you're thinking five years down the road, you're gonna plan five years worth of steps. You're thinking 10 years down the road, you're gonna make 10 years worth of steps. If you're thinking generationally, you will plan your steps for generations. So I try to plan steps that go beyond me. So I'm trying to establish everything now and follow all these steps now that will ultimately lead to this end goal. We talk about people having 100-year plans, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. When you have these type of plans, there's steps that you're going to reach this goal. So you're going to have to take to reach this goal. So if you plan out five years, you're going to do that but that's the best you'll ever do because that's what you planned for. How would you ever do better? You'd have to like start over, right? So the best thing you could do is take this top down approach in your mind. Most people don't know what they want. Social media, music, 
all these different influence have confused people as to who they are and the things that actually have value in this world. People will value diamonds that are virtually worthless in terms of actual real life value besides the value that people give them. They will value those diamonds more than people. Mm -hmm. They value the cars more than people. They value their egos and people looking at them a certain way more than people. And it's reflected in their day-to-day -day actions. The world is here to separate us, to make us individuals and to focus on ourselves so when people are focused on themselves they get tunnel vision they lose sight of peripheral and they don't see things coming from the side mm -hmm. they're not even able to look forward they're caught up within they don't know how to accept anything from the outside I made sure that I was not going to allow this to happen to me. I don't have notifications on any of my social media. So when people see me on the internet, it's because I'm on the internet. Not because somebody, some algorithm told me that I needed to be. Um, there's a really good movie I think people should watch, The Social Dilemma. Um, yeah. it, it'll really expose a lot for those who haven't seen it. And you'll see how these these uh, tech people don't allow their children to, to, to use any of these devices or anything like that. You'll start to notice um, on your different feeds the rabbit holes that they try to take you down to really, really, really destroy you. And it's it's crazy um, now when I if I go on the app on my phone because I don't have notifications, literally every once in a while, it says, would you like to turn on notifications <laughs> for those apps? Every time because they're turned off. Um, my phone, because of that, my phone time is down a lot. Peace of mind is is so much better. And then I get to enjoy the fun stuff on the internet, like, you know, funny memes and <laughs> and jokes and all and all the good stuff, learning about AI and all that kind of stuff. This the stuff that it's supposed to be like being you know, informed about the world. So I'm just trying to make sure that the world um around me is what I want it to be. So in my world, 20 and 30% wasn't going to cut it. That wasn't mm -hmm. going to be good enough. It just, it, it, it doesn't what it just wasn't. Um, and because I had this mindset, we've been able to achieve results and help lots and lots of people. Um, it's, it's crazy. The stories people have told me, and this is not even about stocks or anything because 
of what you've taught about mindset and planning. I was, somebody told me I, I was living, a single mom, she said I was living um, renting out a hotel room. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have a plan. Mm. Didn't, I, I didn't really, you know, know what was going on. I wasn't thinking past the day. I didn't, I didn't have any steps that to take. So she ends up actually getting an apartment, two bedroom apartment, got a new job. She's out here doing her thing. This all happened just from a shift in mindset, in focus. Um, that's what we need. It, everything that you believe is literally in your mind. And most of what people believe is made up. It's not based on reality. It's based on what they've been taught from their parents, the programming that they've experienced from social media, television, music, environment, all that. I try to take all that as information. I can read any, I'm not tied to anything. What I mean is when I, I have a song, I said, they love me in Long Beach and Compton and LA Watson, Inglewood. I'm not in any gang. It doesn't matter where I go. I'm not associated with anything. I can go to any congregation. I can go anywhere in the world. I'm me. That's it. I can accept other people. I don't have to agree. Life is not about agreeing. It has nothing to do with it. If everybody agreed, it wouldn't be life. Could you imagine if everybody all cheered for the same basketball team? <laughs> that would be completely ridiculous. Yeah. You're going to have two, two teams, the whole stadium, every game, <laughs> cheering yeah, for, the for one team. Oh. Even the Harlem Globetrotters had the Washington Generals and people wanted to see the Washington Generals maybe win. And I don't know, I think they won a game or two. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it would be ridiculous to have everybody cheering for one uh for one team. It wouldn't be sunshine if it would if it wasn't for rain, right? Mm -hmm. So we need this balance. The, the the differences are what make everything great. So imagine. Um, I'm in LA and then everywhere I go, everything is exactly the same. That would be that would be that would be ridiculous. I mean, that that'd be ridiculous, right? You want to experience different things, you want to experience different culture, different people, and you want to learn. It makes you a better person. It allows you to make better decisions, it allows you to be more informed. Right. So if you limit yourself based on thoughts and ideologies that were made up for you, and these aren't things that you've learned for yourself, 
you're doing yourself a disservice. I learned for myself growing up in my experience. People are the same. Everybody simply, for the most part, wants to live a good life, have peace of mind. They want to have a sense of security, feel safe. They want to leave a legacy. They want to take care of their families and they want to thrive. I, that is 99.99% of all people, if they actually have the opportunity, that's what they would choose. <clears throat> and then even a lot of people that don't choose that, they've been convinced that it's not for them um, to their own demise. You know, everything is not for everybody, but I just think in general, um, you need to be able to step away from everything that you get taught and just take it as information, be able to decide for yourself. I can read the Quran, I can read the Mormon scripture, it doesn't matter. It's information. I'm not going to not read the Bible because I say I'm not Christian. Mm. That doesn't make any sense if my goal is to grow, even if I considered someone an enemy, wouldn't I still like to know what's in their playbook? For sure. Well, million percent. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn from other people. Be observant. One of my biggest things is being observant. That is the smallest amount of people that we have on the planet. People that simply sit back and observe. Some people are workers, some people are the bosses, and some people just sit back and observe everybody. That's the the the, the smallest, the smallest group of people. So yeah, man, it, it, it's all about, I mean, I, I had a crazy life um growing up and it definitely shaped who I am and my mindset is definitely all about abundance and about giving and I just feel like the more um I give the better it is uh for me and my family as well it makes a better world for all of us hey will so on the topic of um observing right um I feel like there's a lesson to be learned um, in all of our trades that we take. So can you give us a takeaway from one of your biggest winners and one of your biggest losers? Yeah, so what's, what's, what's interesting, just like a lot of people, I don't know, I feel like you come in sometimes and you get a little bit of like beginner's luck. Mm -hmm. I don't know, is that like, it's almost like a scientific Things. It happens. It happens. Like, I need Degrassi to explain this. <laughs> like, how, think, how does Everybody. beginner's luck work? I, it, it, I'm, I don't get it. It can be in anything. You, It can be in, in cards, uh, uh, poke. It doesn't matter. I mean, you just get the beginner's luck. Um, And it was, it, it was interesting because I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but I knew 
I think even though I didn't know it was what it was doing, I had more understanding of the possibilities mm -hmm. based on what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. So based on what I saw, it had me like, wait a second. If I don't know anything and I can do this, you guys don't know, you can actually do more. So that what was so crazy. That's what got me started is because I didn't know, know much, but I realized I knew more than the people that I was learning from because mm -hmm. of my life experience. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't come from an options trading background. Like I was trading stocks. Like I buy rocking on IPO mm -hmm. and buy hundreds of shares and then let it go up a few dollars and sell it. Or I would get some penny stock and let it go up. But then when I found out about options, I was like, you guys don't understand how this works. These institutions are not just going to sell this. Like you guys, I was like, this was the number one thing I realized. I was like, you don't realize that these stocks are going to keep going up. It was simple as that. So stock will reverse. You know, people would get a moving average. They would jump in and hop out. And I'm like, I came from common stock. That would be ridiculous. I would never buy a common stock for $20 and jump out when it hit $20 and 10 cents. <laughs> no, that would be ridiculous. That, that wouldn't even, that wouldn't even, that wouldn't even be a, like a, that's, that's not, that's not worth anybody's time. That the risk reward is ridiculous, but I will let it go from 20 to 25. Right now, that's now if I got a bunch of that's a nice twenty five. You know, that's that's it's a nice twenty five percent profit. That's pretty on the nice. underlying. On the underlying. On the underlying. So when people were getting out of trades because it went from twenty dollars to twenty dollars and fifty cents, I said, "Wait a second, you guys don't understand that this is going to keep going." The biggest problem is when you have all this success, it's easy to take things for granted. So somebody like Tiger Woods, a lot of people might say the greatest golfer of all time. He would win and win and win. But one thing about him, he would find himself kind of messing with his swing a little bit here and there, or he might switch his coaches. Even though he was the greatest. So there was never anything wrong with what he was doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you feel like, you know what? Maybe I can get this just extra, extra little advantage. And one of the things that I find can be true is that people become ungrateful. Mm -hmm. So you become when you become ungrateful, you take things for granted. So 
my biggest loss was from taking things for granted. It was literally from being lazy. My biggest loss ever was because I was being lazy. And I had convinced myself to listen to someone who knew less than me. Mm. Just because I was lazy and for no other reason. That's why I am very, very big on discipline and holding yourself accountable. It doesn't matter who you are. People know I'm very confident. The confidence comes because I know I'm going to stick to the process and the process are going to produce results consistently. The times that I've ever made any mistakes at all, it's because I took things for granted. I wasn't grateful for the opportunity that I had. I wasn't grateful for the wins that I had. So instead of just being happy and grateful, it turns to greed. Mm -hmm. What do I mean? You make more money than any job could ever pay you in your life. It might take you 30 minutes and you're not grateful. Mm -hmm. Right? You start to get greedy and selfish. I don't think I've ever met a person in my life who's ever been a trader and it's worked out in their favor. I think it's like, oh, for a billion. <laughs> like, it never works. Mm. I challenge anybody to tell me any different at all, right? People got to be grateful. People got to be grateful. You got to be grateful for every day that you wake up and try to take full advantage. And if you're not, you're not being grateful for that day. When people start to to, to messing around and, and, and not sticking to plans, it's because you're ungrateful for the opportunity. It's equivalent to somebody, you know, maybe being an athlete and, and they, they got a, a opportunity to get a D1 scholarship or something like that. And they start messing around in class. It's, and and, and they, they're, they're not grateful for the opportunity. Whereas if other people had that opportunity, they would take advantage of it. Like people might have money that they can afford to throw away, you know, and, and whatever. So they take it for granted where other people don't have that. And they're like, man, if, if I had just a little bit of what you throwing away, that could change my whole life. Mm -hmm. But for you, you just throwing it away. You're not grateful for what you have. And we all know if you're not grateful for what you have, you'll never have more. 
you got to show that you're grateful for what you have and invite the energy that will allow you to have more. So, like I challenge people, like, are you grateful? Are you doing the most of what you have? Are you valuing each day in taking advantage of it? Even if it's in trading, you may not have to place a trade that day. Are you taking advantage of learning price action? Are you taking advantage of asking questions? Are you following along? Are you trying to get better? We got to ask ourselves if we really want to do something, especially when it comes to trading. Are you working every day to get better? Are you grateful? If you're grateful, your actions should show, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Let me not mess it up. Right? Let, let, let me take this serious because like, like we talked about earlier, because when I, I, I never, I, I don't believe that just everything is just guaranteed. I didn't grow up like that. Believing, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. And then I'm going to go to college and get, there, there was none of that. There was none of that. So it was, you got to take advantage of these opportunities. Now, as I'm older, I'm able to combine the two. So I'm able to set a long-term plan and hurry up and put it into action now without messing around. Because I'm not waiting for anything. I'm going to set the plan. If I can accelerate the plan, let's accelerate the plan. Let's not mess around. Understand what your goals are. Dream big. I think one of the one of the things that I had to learn was to embrace my capability. It can be scary. It is a challenge because it Betting requires on yourself. It requires responsibility. Mm -hmm. The greater thing that you want to do, the more responsibility. If you are in charge of supervising one person, it's a limited amount of responsibility. A hundred people, a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, a million. I had to embrace the capability. Everybody's not capable. Like everybody's not capable of what you are seeing and everybody's not capable of what you are, Louise. They're not capable. And it's scary to say, man, it might have to be me. Mm -hmm. It can be- Some people are not even open say. to like the thought or something, you know? Some people are not, not even open to the thought of it. So like, from going from that to actually believing that they can do it, like when they haven't seen anybody that they know do it, you know, can sometimes be challenging for some people, you know? Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That So that's the whole thing. I know it. Mm -hmm. So it's weird because with me and with you guys, if you have the capability, you have the capability. If you don't, you don't. 
I think just for the people who do have the capability and you know you have the capabilities, it can be scary. It it just is what it is. Um, it can be difficult to embrace. It's a lot of responsibility. It may require a lot of sacrifice. You know, you, you may not get to be with your family as much as you want to, even though you're trying to do something greater to yourself to help a lot of people. So if you have the capability, um, you got to embrace it. And that was one of the, the most difficult things for me to be like, you know what? If you want things to happen, you you you, you can't sit back and wait for other people. You are the person. Like well, you I are the even... person. Like you're looking for the person and the person is in the mirror. So you got to look at all the things you have the capability to do and then say, if I don't do it, who else is? I don't think people even have the capacity to deal with even just the thought of the pressure because they're instantly going to put pressure on themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to get out the kitchen when it gets hot or are you going to go in there and cook up a meal, right? So when the pressure is in, uh, is, is at a, a high rate, right? And they're not used to it. They're going to fold. They're going to run out the house. They don't want to be in that kitchen, right? Somebody who embraces pressure they start getting used to that feeling. Like you look at someone like Kobe, countless amount of shots after practice, before practice, during practice. Come game time, he already knows what he has to do. He knows he has to go hit that big shot, and he's not going to let anybody else go take that big shot from him. He's going to go out there and hit it because he knows that he has the capacity and the capability to not fold under pressure, and he's going to give it his all in that last shot. I love Kobe, and, and I'm glad you brought him up. And I always like to point to this part of Kobe. He knew he was capable even when he was shooting air balls. Mm. That's how he started in the league, man. <laughs> His teammates knew he was capable <laughs> even when he was shooting the air balls. You know mm. how you know they knew he was capable? Because they kept giving it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't proven anything. Mm. He proved to his teammates he was capable. They knew he was going to work hard. They knew he was going to put in the work. People are scared to fail. It's okay to shoot the air balls. Like, that's okay. Sometimes I go six for 24. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're not the GOAT. Has well, to do what, with it. what would you say is the common denominator between like the successful traders that you know and like the unsuccessful traders that you've met? It's the mindset. It's literally the mindset. The most successful people I know have a longer term approach. They're typically more mature. Um, they're typically more financially responsible they'll typically have higher credit scores they'll typically have less debt they'll typically invest in themselves they'll typically make faster decisions 
they will typically allow themselves to be uncomfortable. They'll listen. They'll ask a lot of questions. They'll understand they don't know everything. They understand to just follow the lead of the people who are teaching you because that's what good students do, right? So there's tons of people um, I talk to, whether it's about stocks or just about life in general. I was talking to a guy today. Um, I take I take my walks every day um, to take my eyes off the screen. So I talk to a guy, uh, he's in the neighborhood and you know, he, he, he'll, I've been talking to him maybe a year and a half. I'll just see him out, just whatever. And he, you know, he pulled up, he had his car. And I would just kind of, I don't know, I just became kind of like a mentor. Not really, but I just kind of feel like i am just been like that for a lot of people. I just sit and talk to a lot of people and it kind of just kind of becomes that just because I don't allow people to make excuses for themselves. Um, I'm observant of the things that they like to talk about. So he was talking about everything negative and stories. And then I'm like, why are you sitting here telling me all these negative stories? I was like, and I asked the question, is that what you want to talk about? I said, you have me here. Is that what you want to talk to me about? We could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Is that what you want to take a talk about? Thing about it is, I've told them a million ways to improve the situation. And I asked him, he, he would drink these, uh, I don't know, like some taco vodka or something, like some little bottles of vodka or something. Okay. Gotcha. And I think they're like super cheap, like 253 bucks or something. I don't know, like super cheap. And so then I asked him, every time I see him, he has this, or buying one or something. And so I asked him, since I've known you, how many of those do you think you bought? Hundreds. Mm. So I was like, so how much money you got right now? Well, I'm about to get some money off of this and this and this and this and this. It doesn't even, even if he's getting money, you know, I'm afraid that he has bad habits. Yeah, 100%. So it, it, it won't matter. So it doesn't matter who the teacher is. I told him, look, man, you got to, it doesn't matter. You can try to help people. I try to help people get free money, then they won't take it. <laughs> Stash. <laughs> Get your free thirty. I've, 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 you know, I try to put people on helium miners and NFTs that go ten thousand percent and precious metals and bonds and 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 and, and you know, uh, wine. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Stinking, yeah. stinking wine and and you know, I know I, I don't know everything else. So I, I can't even. Um, give give away money a lot of times. It's just about people being students, mm. um, taking the information. Like if, if people were people are known for certain things, um, one of the things I said, man, if I knew somebody like me, I mean, I, I would I would just hey put me on everything. Let me know what is that link you posted. I see you bought something. What did you just buy? Let me know. <laughs> 
because I'm going to buy it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I just think different and, and, and I, like, I'm a professional investor, so I'm, 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 I'm looking at every opportunity. I'm noticing trends in the world. Um, I was on a call talking today about the winery shutting down in France and, um, you know, vintage dates on, on the different bottles of wines and different things like that. And, and the rarities, I'm keeping track of the, the, the trends and the things that are available, how, how, how hard things are to actually get your hands on. I'm, I'm keeping track of those things. So things like, um, wine will outperform the market, pretty crazy watches that you can't get Rolex and protects and different stuff like that you can't even get so I'm, I'm always checking the markets for all of these things literally we had the precious metals um class this weekend um and 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 those those are up i don't, I don't know i don't know what silver is up maybe another i don't know 10 percent something since 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 we got i think spot price up 10 percent it's just one of those things like everybody who gets involved <clears throat> like if you got involved you made money um, I don't, I don't know. I feels like it's a free money giveaway sometimes. I, I can't tell you how upset I am that I missed that class, bro. Cause I was oh. on a little vacation. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 So, I don't know. So, I, might, I might, I might do something else, but like, I, I like, I, like a lot of times, um, I didn't even record it. Cause a lot of times, you know, people take the information and they'll try to run off and you know, start, course. you know, selling <laughs> courses and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> Still recordings <laughs> off the cloud or something. I'm just like, I just, I just, it's just one of those things, man. I, I just, I just want to help as many people um, as I can. Like, I just literally want to see, I just like to see that people make a decision and then it's not scary. You learn something, people learn about precious metal, and then it gets you interested. I want to get people started. And so, because I try to give so much, a lot of people give, um, a lot of information, they'll bring the opportunities um, and present them just because they know what I'm about. Mm. Hey, well, I got this going on with you. So by just being fully invested and people know what I do, I get um, introduced to a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities. I'll be one of the, you know, first people up. Um, I keep track of my favorite NFT artists, like my man, shout out to Geo Design, one of my guys, we, you know, we did an interview, um, just, I remember um, that. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He did a, a a deal with um like Lions Cafe, like a cafe where they have art. Like this is, you know, the, the brick and mortar thing, but he's just an amazing, amazing artist. So, you know, doing interviews with them or uh uh dog will nots. And we got other people. We, you know, the crypto market ha had been down for a little bit, but we got a bunch of more people. I just try to keep, you know, as they say, keep my ears to the street. Like I want to know. Um, everything that's going on, but also not get caught up in any of these crazy uh, scams or anything like that, you know? So I'm going to avoid getting caught in all these scams, but I also want to be able to take advantage of these opportunities. Um, a lot of times, again, this comes down to, I'm not afraid to lose. Mm -hmm. So I'll take a lot of opportunities. Um, I'm going to do my due diligence and if they seem reasonable, then I'm going to go ahead and shoot. I'm not afraid to lose. Um, I'm looking at it from an abundance mindset. So I trust myself. A lot of people have this mindset 
that it's better to trust other people than your, than yourself. Like um, you'll grow up and your parents will tell you um, subconsciously to trust other people more than yourself. How do they do it? They say, go get a job. Literally, when you tell somebody to go get a job and you tell them this is the best way, this is your path to success in your life, they are subconsciously telling you to your life is safer if you depend on another man. A job is run by another man. A man starts a business and he hires employees and they're convincing you that it's better to work for this other man. They convince you that if you work for this tech company, it's better than building for yourself. And then the tech company will lay you off at any given point they want to, like we've seen now, Amazon, Google, Facebook. Facebook. And it's, it's, it's going to continue. AI is going to continue. So once you get sold one thing, it's hard to adjust and it becomes scary. If the default is telling people to believe in yourself, do the things that you need to do to be able to believe in yourself. I'm able to believe in myself because I put in the work, right? Take that path of educating yourself, getting your skills up, and then it'll be somebody's dream to work for you. Parents will be telling their children, hey, you should go work for Millionaire Mindset. Mm. Right, you know, th these things become other people's dream. Parents are subconsciously telling them kids, to not believe in themselves and to Sabotage. believe in others. What happens is when you believe in other people, what happens ultimately you get let down and then you don't know how to respond because you find out that everything that I was taught by the people who said that they love me is completely wrong. <laughs> it's completely wrong. It is not in my best interest. They're not trying to hurt you. They just don't know any better. So I'm all about mindset and I want to always help people become self-aware of their own mindset. Ask yourself, was I taught? Was I subconsciously taught to not fully believe in myself? this is by design this is by design there are people who don't want you to believe in yourself because they can control you when I was working at my job it was interesting because I was working at a job and I've always done things that people said were the things you should do so what's interesting, I was one of them people who had 13 jobs. Like I just work, like I just, I just work. 
So even while I was working for the county, I'm a music producer, been an artist, done fashion, clothing, everything. But I've always, you know, had my regular nine to five jobs. So I was a McDonald's manager. I've, 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 IT, I've done, I've had multiple jobs all at the same time. I don't care whether it was during like deliveries, whatever. I was always doing a lot. I'm the same person now that I was as that kid who was doing a lot. My mm -hmm. mindset was never that another man is better than me. So I should rely on him. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to take the shots. When the game is on the line, I'm going to shoot. If I miss, I can live with that. If you miss, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. When I talk about that trade that I lost, mm -hmm. I was pissed. It was my fault. Mm -hmm. It was my freaking fault. I was supposed to shoot my damn self. Pass the ball. Fast. <laughs> You know, it's the same reason like a lot of people get mad at LeBron. They say they don't got the killer instinct. Super talented. Go. But one of the criticisms, you think you're making the right play by passing it to, to, to somebody else. Passing to somebody else is not always the best play. Sometimes if you believe in yourself, you believe that you're the person, you're that guy, you got to take the shot. Mm -hmm. People have never been taught, taught that. People are taught to take care of others first before themselves when we know that's not what happens in the case of emergency, you save yourself first. People will give of all the resources that they don't have. Mm -hmm. When their generosity is not returned, they become angry, they become bitter. They blame life. They don't know how to respond. The people who know how to respond to life are the people who take responsibility and say, I'm going to bet on me because if something happens, I know why I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. I got it. I'm, go I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to come out on top when you're relying on other, other people. You have no idea what the outcome is going to be. I hope everything works out good for me. I hope they make the right decisions for me. I learned this. Um, another lesson I learned growing up, you can make decisions for yourself, but somebody can make the decisions for you. Somebody mm -hmm. makes the decision for you, you're not going to like it. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I remember getting a ticket. Make a, I'm a long story short. I got a ticket when I was 22 years old. I had a Nissan Z. I got it from the Salvation Army auction. The thing was cold. He used to talk like Knight Rider. Like if I tried to take off with the parking brake on, it would say like, parking brake on. <laughs> yo, this thing, is, <laughs> thing is sick. This thing is crazy, yo. This thing is crazy. 
So I got like six, six, seven hundred dollars from the Salvation Army. I was riding around Long Beach and that thing clean. So it was night. And when you turn on the car, everything lit up inside. So like on a lot of cars, when you turn on the car, everything doesn't light up inside unless you, you know, especially at that time, unless you turn the lights on. So everything was lit. So in my mind, okay, the lights are on. I wasn't even thinking, but the cop pulls me over and say, you're driving with no lights, whatever. Um, I get a ticket. And I think it was like, I don't know, it was like $20 or something. So I didn't pay the ticket at this time. I think I might've been 17, 18. I didn't pay the ticket. It turned into a warrant. I get arrested and I had to go to county jail. For a freaking no lights ticket, I am sitting in LA County Jail with murderers, arsonists, and every other thing you could think of because I didn't pay a ticket. Again, this is life. Okay. You can make the decision for yourself, which here, let me just go ahead, pay this little ticket. Or someone can make the decision for you. For you, yeah. And you're not going to like it. I have never been late on a ticket or anything else. <laughs> even, even close. I pay in advance. Like I'm I'm paying in advance for everything. I pay pretty much everything in advance. Like if I if I were to move out anywhere, these electric companies or the utilities, they'd have to give me a refund. I pay mm. everything in advance. I'm so I got PTSD now. Um, <laughs> like I'm paying. <laughs> Don't come for me. That is not, it's not cool to be in county yeah, in LA because you got a tick, right. Because your lights. <laughs> so yeah, you you gotta I could be mad. I'd be like, the system is so mad and bad and you know, and all this, and oh man, I could I could. It's not gonna do anything. I gotta say. I should have damn paid. <laughs> like I, I teach my son this, and which is is crazy. And I think a lot of people really got to embrace in life, just in general. Life, it's not always if you're responsible. And I put that in quote, quote responsible. It only matters if something affects you. Affects you. Mm. So I would teach my son something like this. You getting into a car with your friend. Guy says, your friend, this guy has a weapon. Cops pull you over. You don't know you have a weapon. You can claim ignorance. You didn't know the weapon. You really didn't know. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be face down on the sidewalk. In this situation, whether you want to claim responsibility or not, doesn't determine whether you're going to be affected. So as we go throughout life, we have to look at things more than just taking responsibility. What are the things that can affect us that have nothing to do with this. So I would tell my son, you got that friend, ask him, do you have a weapon? Do you have drugs? Why? 
because those are things that can affect me. I don't want to be in a position and have to claim ignorance, right? You want to know the people you're around. You want to trust, but verify. Because unless you have the choice, you can make the decision to ask the questions up front, or you can let the friend who you call a friend who doesn't actually care about you have have you end up face down on the sidewalk and then he'll tell you to get over it. All right, so people got to make sure they are doing things uh, or understanding the things that can affect them. And I relate this to the market. I always talk about like hedging positions and different things like that. You don't know what's going to happen. We can be technically sound. Um, we can have the right strategy. Um, if the market wants to gap down overnight, two ways it can go. You can make a lot of money or you can lose all your money. It just depends how you pos position. We saw um, SVB, um, Silicon Valley Bank. Um, they're out of business, FDIC stop insuring the deposits um, or, or shut down, not say that they shut down the bank. It was, um, and then we had Jerome Powell actually speak about it. The problem was they thought they were being safe, quote unquote, by getting these bonds. And I talked about this, like nobody's getting bonds to be risky. If you want to be risky, you don't buy bonds. There's a, that's, that, that's something that's typically people used to be safe. But even in that thinking you're being safe, you were still being risky because you weren't positioned properly with the hedge. So with all these situations, literally all the amount, if you're positioned correctly that you're losing, that could have all been profit the other way. Because when one person's losing, another person's winning. It's just how you're positioned. And if you position yourself correctly, um, you can win. Um, recently, I know I had a UAL trade. I got a, like, a, like a June contract and I hedged with a weekly. That weekly hedge, uh, UAL gap now, the weekly hedge ended up going 450%, right? So I don't want to get into too much into the technicals, options, but shorter term contracts, a lot of volatility, longer term contracts, not affected by that same move, those longer contracts all the way back. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always want to stress the positioning. My thing is about the mindset. I want to put myself in the best position to win and to avoid unnecessary losses. I want to figure out what all my downfalls are going to be. <clears throat> so that's why we talk about having this, this, um, far out view so you can plan all these steps. The more you plan out these steps, so me getting that six month contract allowed me to plan out these steps that somebody who had a shorter term wouldn't be able to plan out, right? So the more time I have, I can plan out, you know, we talk about adding to the positions and all that kind of stuff. 
I can plan all this out because I have a longer term view. Um, my mindset is to be very consistent. I play the same socks all the time. And it always works. It's crazy. Like clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> you do the same things over. I want to, I want to master, I want to master one kick. I want to practice one kick a thousand times. Mm. I want to be the best at one thing. Dennis Rodman was the best rebounder, one of the best rebounder all the time. You go to Hall of Fame. Starbucks selling coffee became one of the fastest growing business. It wasn't even good. It's not even good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same way McDonald's sells the most hamburgers. It's not, it's not even like the quality. It's being very, very focused and being very consistent. That's it. Even if the product is not the best, it doesn't even matter. You don't have to quote unquote, be the best trader. We talk about with the challenges that we have, it's about being profitable. Like people think it's like all opinion, like better or whatever. It's like, what are you basing that on? But you can be very, very profitable by simply being consistent. Consistent with the setups, consistent with the study times, consistent with the process. Does your process change every day? Is your process. One, one of the things I did on my phone with my icons is I have everything lined up in the order that I want to do things when I actually wake up in the morning. Mm. So the articles, the places that I want to go, the websites, the economic data, it's literally all lined up on my phone and all these icons. Very organized. I don't have to think. I just simply want to know that I'm going through the same process and getting this same information every single time. It allows me to be consistent. I can see any changes in the information. I put the same stocks that I trade in my watch list. I watch them every single day. Every single day, I can tell every level. I can tell all the price action. And then ultimately I can have confidence to make the right decisions. Right, the confidence comes because I'm sticking to the process and I do what I say I'm gonna do and I'm willing to live with the results. I'm not scared. I'm not scared to be wrong. And I'll be damned, it seems to work. <laughs> seems to work. I could definitely co-sign that, man. Um, <laughs> I've seen you hit um, play after play after play after play, the moment boss gang says to get into this play that thing goes on the rocket and that's it and that's it and you know my goal is really the, the whole thing like people ask like why do you do this everything is about the why mm -hmm. and so 
And so we really just do it to help people. I mean, I remember, you know, we could we could trade by ourselves. We could we could keep thousand percent trades to ourselves. Like that, that's I'm like, no, 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 no. No, we we gotta we gotta we gotta help people um do this. And 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 we know that it's gonna take um having a process and a system. We understand that as professionals, that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. You don't have a process in a system um that's repeatable, it's not gonna work. We all need to have that in every aspect of our life because it makes it easier. So um somebody like Mark Zuckerberg who who knows what they're gonna wear every day. It's um or even maybe students wearing uniforms at, at, at um at school or people having their suits to work. The thing about the suit was you had the pants and the jacket and everything already there for you. So you could look really, really nice without having to think. Mm-hmm. Put your shirt and tie, you know, you got your, you got your shoes and then you go. Right. So it's essentially to take all the thinking out of it. So I don't want to think about what I need to do. I want to have everything that I need to do written down and organized in the way that I actually want to do it. It makes it very, very easy. Um, it saves time, stress, um, and it helps you make better decisions. The more decisions you have to make, the worse the decisions become. It's just simply mental fatigue. So we want to limit the amount of decisions that we have to make. I don't want to have to uh, focus on the size. I want to be able to focus on the main dish, right? So I I don't want to focus on the peripheral stuff, uh, articles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just want to be able to focus on what I need to uh, focus on, analyzing contracts and positioning myself uh, the correct way. So um, line up the icons if you need to. Um, turn all the notifications off. Mute um, mute the different words uh, and phrases so that they don't, don't pop up in your in your social media feed. Make sure um, if there's people you want to um, follow, uh, make sure you highlight those people so you, you can get those alerts from those people. Like a lot of times, people say, "I'll post things for people to make money." Oh man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. Like you don't, you don't, you don't have the, you gotta, you know, have the alerts from the people uh, you want to follow, especially with these algorithms, because you won't, you won't see people. Like there's people I want to uh, hear from um, every single day to just stay informed. And if I uh, don't have those alerts on, I won't be able to see those people like I need to. So I try to organize my life uh, to take all the thought out of it. So um, a lot of people right now in the market, they're getting chopped all around. And I always say, well, we just take a long-term approach so we don't have to actually think about it. And we just literally have just been sitting back, chilling, and just just collecting money, and and it's not like because people are so smart, they're not even doing anything. I mean, to me, I don't, I don't, re- I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you can beat that. And then, you know, when you got your positions hedged, you, you sleep good at night. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, you sleep good. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be okay. I don't have to chase anything. Um, I put in the work and and I just I just let everything take place. It's so funny with, with with the market going up these last couple of days. And you know, we see these crazy gap ups and we're just already in these we're ready. plays. We're ready. It's just, That's it. We're sitting back already, man. 
we've been we we've already established those positions weeks ago. We already saw what was gonna happen. That was it. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so when you're you know, you you know, you're just sitting back and you're just letting things play uh, play out. And it all comes from just planning. Not even it's so it's almost amazing how simple it can be if you let it. I know mm. it seems too good to be true. Um, in life, if it's difficult or it involves too many steps, the more steps, um, the more chances for making mistakes. So, mm. I, you know, I'm just, I like, I, I gotta just buy low, sell high, right? <laughs> With anything, and I, and this is this is a lesson yeah. for life with people, um, stocks, investments, buy low. What I mean is a lot of people chase the celebrities, stuff like that. So being a music producer, what a lot of people come into the game do, they want to try to associate themselves with a big name. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is you don't actually get any credit. The big name gets the credit. You actually want to establish yourself as a producer. You got to take somebody who nobody knows about Mm. and build that person up. And if you build somebody up who nobody knows about, then you get the credit, right? Um, that's that's pretty much how life is. Um, you got to put in the work. Mm. Um, if you don't want to put in the work, you can't expect, you can't expect anything. Hold yourself to the high standards. Hold yourself. Nobody should hold you to higher standards than you hold yourself. Nobody should be sitting around telling you things about yourself you're not self-aware of and already being willing to take the steps to improve. It's so funny. I got a story from a long time ago. And I, like, I'm very self-aware. So if I gain any weight or anything, if I look and I'm starting to see love handles or anything, like, I'm very, very self-aware. Like, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I got to be strong. I got, I'm not having it. Um, I was actually in a music studio with one of my friends and his sister. His sister was there. And she going to come up and she going to rub on my stomach. I'm like, oh, you got look at you, cause you know, you know, rappers like to wear tight clothes, like tight sweaters that's too small. So when you're wearing <laughs> tight sweaters that's too small, so your belt could show, you know, you guys, so you're wearing a sweater that's too small. So when you're wearing a sweater that's too small, and your stomach get to big and start sticking out, and they try to, you know, they call it a baller belly or something, or you know, they start, to, oh, you. You been eating good, huh? Yeah, no, but but it's so cool. I wouldn't trip it because you know what? I had my big gallon, and I lift it up. I said, "Don't trip. You can't tell me nothing that I don't already know about myself." I had my I had my lime juice and my water by the gallon. I was like, "Don't even trip. I already know. Like you can't tell me nothing that I don't already know. If I need to improve on something, I probably know it. I'm pretty sure. So I'm not going to tell people not to tell me." It's just that I'm not going to feel any kind of way if they do or when it happens because I'm self-aware. 
So if I'm gaining weight and somebody tells me I'm gaining weight, I'm not going to feel any way because I already know it. And most likely, I've already tried to start improving it. Or even recognize. Like we got we to gotta hold ourselves accountable. Yes, sir. I like these challenges, man. I was like, you know, I, I, I speak on what I'm doing just because I want people to know I'm still here. Mm. If if you don't hear from me, then it's a problem. You know, he fell off. Why? Because he holds himself accountable every day. He comes, he tells us, he talks. <laughs> so the second he doesn't, we know something is up. And I do that for myself because I want to be held accountable. I put my dreams and desires into the universe. Um, one of the things when I was going to quit my job, uh, I tweeted about it. Uh, and I, I sent the message and I made it a goal. And I said, my goal is to quit my job this year. And I'm going like, and I gave myself a time to do it. And I was able to do it. Um, everybody doesn't have that confidence in themselves, but I always bet on myself. I, I always bet on myself. Um, but I put in the work. If you put up, when you put in the work and you, you put up more shots, you're supposed to feel confident. Because I'm not trying to do anything I'm not familiar with. I'm not doing anything that's out of my comfort zone. I've made myself capable. I developed a skill. I got the mindset to go with it. And I'm going to take my shots. Right. I'm going to tell the world, like uh, Muhammad Ali says, I was the greatest. You know, I told people the greatest. I knew I, before, before, I told people I was great before I even knew I was. Like, you gotta believe it. Everybody great, they they know it. There's no people, there's no great people who don't actually know that they're great. The great people know that they're great. That's what makes them do what they do. They want to continue. You see these top athletes, they know they're great. They don't. Kobe don't want to fall off. He knew he was great. He knew it was people going to chase him down. He was like, no, I have to continue to out because if I don't, I won't be great. There's no sitting back thinking that everything's going to be cool. There's a lot of people to the competition. They sit back and do that. They sit back and do that. If you outwork everybody, you're going to put yourself in a good position. Hard work is respectable, right? When I say hard work, hard work, being consistent, helping people, right? It's, it's, it's respectable, right? So we, we need people in this world to be doing things that are respectable because we live in a world now where people simply doing a lot of... Um, things that make it hard to give them respect. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So every day I wake up, literally every, forget when I wake up, before I go to sleep, I decide who I want to be every day. Every, it's a choice. You know, we're all a product of accumulation of choices that we make. So what's your choice going to be tomorrow? What's it going to be tonight? Well, I always, I always say, think. I always say like, uh, like, like what's the narrative going to be? You know, you're the one writing it, right? So all those actions, it could be like, oh, like, you know, I planned for this play. I did this. I executed properly. Now the narrative was like, oh, I hit my thousand percent play because X, Y, Z. Or you could have messed around, went on Netflix, watch a show, chilled out, didn't chart. And then you go and enter off of somebody else's play, somebody else's due diligence. You end up losing. So now what's the narrative? Oh, I was lazy. I lost on this play and I shouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm. we're really in charge of that narrative. And, and I think it's important to really just take control. That That's what you're really emphasizing here. Just taking control of your life, holding yourself accountable, you know, and you write that narrative. You're in control of that. And, and that's a true power. That's a true power. Um, so we'll, um, just want to wrap this up. Uh, we've been going for for a while, man. Almost two hours. Hey, man, I, I, you know, I ain't even know, man. We just having a nice, good conversation, man. Yeah. So, um, uh, do you have any uh last remarks? Um, and if you don't, you could let everybody know uh where to find you at, all your social medias. Um, definitely hit up Alpha Pack Trades. Always got to shout that out. So go ahead, man. Yeah, no doubt. So first off, I want to start off by by thanking you guys, uh, you, Sean, uh, Luis. You guys, man, you guys have come a long way, um, you know, and just learning about you guys, your actual real life mm-hmm. um, experiences. Um, and to see you guys actually start this, um, it's 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 pretty amazing and you guys definitely have my support and so um i'm 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 happy i'm i'm happy to do it you know um again look at this i'm not even i wasn't even looking at the time i, I don't know i don't know i wasn't I, even looking at the time so. i had no what's going on yeah i appreciate you bro appreciate you taking the time to come over and you can give us a thoughts you already know yeah um boss gang vip everywhere um, Boss Gang VIP, Twitter, Instagram, hit the link in my bio if you guys want to learn uh, more about what we do, um, how to become an independent investor, and just how to have the right mindset um, overall. Like I, I mentioned earlier, the stories, a lot of times it's not even about um, the stocks and investing. A lot of people are just learning about a mindset that can help you improve your life overall so and change your family's life literally um uh trading you know is a reflection of you so um if you can you can nail these skills and you know focus on uh self-improvement it's going to make um it's going to make big differences in every aspect of your life so yeah i definitely appreciate you guys i'm trying to think is there is there is there anything else but just boss gang vip everywhere all across social media make sure you click the links uh, in my bio, in my bio, hit me up. I might, I might, I might respond. <laughs> if, might, if he uh, sees a note, hey, be careful. There's a lot of fakes out there though, too. So yeah, watch, watch, watch the right watch. one. 
watch out for the fake pages, man. Yeah. Um, sure. just uh just before we uh end this, uh Will, I just want to say um I'm absolutely grateful for you every single day of my life. You and all the leaders of Alpha Pack, FICO, Cam, Resume, um, Legacy, all, all the members of Alpha Pack. Um, you guys have truly trained like changed the trajectory of my life. And um I, I'm I'm forever grateful for that because of you guys I'm I'm able to provide for my family. Um and you know the generations after me. I'm gonna be able to teach them a skill set, a mindset, um, a way of life that you guys have introduced to me. So from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you guys one hundred percent, man. Same thing here, bro. Like, man, grateful for y'all and for everything you guys do for the community. Yeah, I remember Louise first coming around. In the car. <laughs> man, long time already, bro. Like, yeah, man. Like, I mean, like, from my perspective, hmm. like, as seeing so much change from the beginning, oh, just the growth. Hmm. Of you remember the first few calls when I used to, like, because at first I used to be, like, hella, like, you know, not uncomfortable, but like I was just, I guess, shy. So I wouldn't really like talk like that. And all the first few questions that I was asking, I remember like the since I was there since pretty much the beginning, like most of the questions that that the leaders used to get were amongst the lines of like, uh, should I should I stay in this in this place? Should I sell? Should I buy? Should I do this? Mm -hmm. And most of the answers right. were, well, what is your pen? <laughs> well, <why do> you, <laughs> right, right, right. you know like and just the fact of like you know like for a long time i haven't had to ask those questions no more you know like just that in itself is is more than you know you know but you guys add so much value and and give so much back to the community that you know it's uncomparable to when to any anywhere else so definitely appreciate it for y'all hey and it don't stop like this is this is just the beginning. Like yes, like the stuff we're trying to do, not this not we're trying. The stuff we're at, it's not in a try. We're actually doing it. Um, and I say like a lot of the greater pain. You know, it takes longer to build a hundred story building than it does to build a one floor house. Mm. Right. So especially when you don't allow any type of worker to come in and build a building for you. You know what I mean? Right. Build a building with you. You know. Right. So we were we're working on, you know, hundred floor buildings, and it might take some time, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be real nice. It's gonna, it's gonna be real nice. You're gonna be real to build nice it. from up there, huh? <laughs> it's gonna be real nice, man, for sure. So uh, that wraps up episode three. It's your boy Sim, Stratomorphosis, and Boss Gang. Appreciate you, man. See you.